path of healing and wholeness. You are listening to Keeping It Real with Janine, and I am your guide today, Janine Strong. My lovely guest is author, speaker, and gratitude coach, Holly Bertone. Now, this is a different Holly. If you follow my podcast conversations, my last guest was also a Holly, Holly Horchuk. This is Holly Bertone, so don't get confused. Holly is a breast cancer survivor. She's a Hashimoto's warrior and host of the Gratitude Builds Fortitude podcast. Holly spent 25 years rising through the ranks of consulting and federal government service before her failing health shattered her corporate dreams. Since then, she has leaned into her path of true purpose and fulfillment as a gratitude and mindset coach by helping women view their cancer or autoimmune diagnosis as a gift so that they can find the resilience to build fortitude with gratitude. And I don't know about the rest of you, but I could certainly use a little more gratitude in my life. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Hi, Holly. How are you? Hi, Janine. I'm awesome today. How are you? I'm pretty good. Thank you. Just got back from a little trip. So that felt good to get away for a few days. And, you know, I find that um, I don't know about you, but I find that when I get away from my, my living situation, things that are kind of going on, I get a lot of clarity and uh, I get new ideas, you know, and I can just even just camping, going camping or something, you know, just kind of doing something different. You get some good ideas. And I actually, it helps me to build gratitude because sometimes when I'm in the middle of, we'll just call it my life, I lose some of my gratitude. And when I get away for a few days, I actually feel much more grateful for where I live and the people I live with. And yeah. Wonderful. So tell us a little bit about your background, how you came about being a gratitude coach. Oh, yeah. You know, and I absolutely love to start with kind of before everything happened, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because, you know, and you talked about the clarity, I always like to say contrast creates clarity and thinking what I, I thought if I could wave a magic wand at the age of 38, that I would have the perfect life and I was living it or so I thought, (laughs) and I was, um, I was the chief of staff of one of those three letter federal government agencies (laughs) that they make TV shows about. We'll leave it at that. And I was, um, I was a ex-Terra triathlete, which is the off-road triathlons and a mountain bike racer. Mm. And I went rock climbing and, uh, traveled all over and drank margaritas with my girlfriends and was living in sin with my boyfriend. So (laughs) that is what I would have thought a perfect life at the age of 38 was supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And then I turned 39. And on my 39th birthday, everything changed. I was commuting home and I saw the number uh, come up on my phone and I answered the call and my uh, doctor was on the other end. And he said, uh, the test results are in and I'm sorry to let you know that you have breast cancer. Wow. He told you that over the phone, huh? Over the phone. And he also said that it was, uh, don't worry, it's the good kind. Oh, I didn't know there was a good kind. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it ended up being, 
ERPR positive, HER2 negative. So in layman's terms, I had a very slow and uh, slow growing and lazy tumor, but okay. I definitely would not call that the good kind. Right. Um, yeah. Anyway, but it was a lot to process. And mm -hmm. then two days later, uh, my boyfriend took me out for my 39th birthday and got down on one knee and said, will you marry me? So mm. 48 hours, it was, you have breast cancer and will you marry me? And wow. my life was completely changed overnight. And I went through um, traditional uh, cancer treatment, surgery, chemo, radiation, Okay. and trying to be kind of a sexy fiance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was sick. I was bald. I smelled like mm. chemo funk. I mean, just, oh. it was, this smell was so bad coming out of my body. I didn't even want to be around me, oh. you know, and, and the, I had a lumpectomy, but the surgery site was actually really swollen and lopsided and, you know, and I'm trying to be a sexy fiance. And I was like, yeah, this mm -hmm. isn't working. And then of course, um, I was bald and I wasn't like, you see some of the pictures of women with cancer and they have beautiful bald heads. Mm -hmm. And I was always so envious of how beautiful their bald heads were because we could never get mine. Like I look like dog with mange. Oh, honey. Cause it can be sexy. But dad, dog with, with mange does not yeah, sound very sexy. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have sexy bald hair. <laughs> I wore a lot of hats and scarves and even a few wigs. Uh, my stepson at the time was seven. So uh, he always liked it when I wore different colored wigs. But, um, but yeah, so somehow we made it through and got married 10 days after treatment ended. So I was still very sick and very bald. I have to give it to your husband for sticking with you and supporting you. And not everybody would be able to do that just emotionally. I mean, even if, you know, not a matter of whether they wanted to or not, but a lot of people wouldn't be able to even do that. So oh, I him. gave, I gave him every opportunity to, to, I was like, we're not married yet. If, if you want to go, go. And, uh, mm -hmm. no, and, mm -hmm. and his son, his son was, uh, ended up being, uh, he was seven when we got married. He was six when I was going through treatment. So he was still just a little guy and he would curl up on the couch um, and turn on SpongeBob and he'd say, step, step mom, SpongeBob's going to make you better and take the cancer Aww. away. And yeah. So both of them had, did not leave my side. <laughs> oh, what a blessing. You're very, yeah. very blessed to have that. Yeah. So, but the story does not end there mm -hmm. because um, after treatment, ended, he deployed to Afghanistan. So I was excited because I had a quiet house mm -hmm. to recover. And I mean, it was a lot, like, even though it was kind of good and bad, it was still a lot of very significant life events. So mm -hmm. I was actually really excited for a quiet house mm -hmm. and waiting for the recovery to happen. And it never did. Like, I just kept getting sicker and sicker. And I kept going back to my doctors and they're like, well, you've been through a lot. And I was like, okay, I'm 39 years old. I was like just racing Xterra triathlons. Like all the girls in support group, they're out running those pink ribbon, you know, 5K races. I can't get out of bed. Something's wrong. And so I just kept pushing my doctors. And I was finally diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis. Mm -hmm. And that is the autoimmune component of hypothyroidism. And two, if you're not familiar, two of the uh, most prolific side effects are 
debilitating chronic fatigue, not just chronic fatigue, but really debilitating chronic fatigue and weight gain. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a one, two gut punch with my health in a matter of a year and a half's time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just, just interrupt you for a moment, Holly, I I didn't tell you because we were focusing on the breast cancer, but actually the other reason why I started this podcast is because I have hypothyroid, not Hashimoto's, but hypothyroid. And it seemed like everywhere I went, I would was like a magnet for, there were some men, but mostly women who were sure that they had low thyroid. They had all the Mm -hmm. symptoms um, because of most doctors just do a TSH and maybe a T4. And the, the range is rather wide for what's quote unquote normal. The doctor would say it's normal. And of course the person would be depressed, right? Cause you feel like shit. Yep. Yep. And you're exhausted all the time. So what was the prescription for a lot of these people? Antidepressants. Yep. So I spent a lot of time educating people because with my low thyroid, I became an expert, right? <laughs> and, uh, and my background as a nurse. And I decided, wow, I need to get to more people about the importance of, you know, really understanding the uh, HPA, the hypothalamus, pituitary axis, a thyroid, adrenal, and what kinds of things you can do. So the first person I had on was Janie Bothorp. And she has a website called Stop the Thyroid Madness. Um, For anybody that thinks they have thyroid issues, it's a really, really good website. And she has two, maybe three books now. I've actually had her on twice. So just for, for a little education for people that might have thyroid issues and want something other than a traditional, you know, MD perspective on it. Yeah. And, and I was going to say, you know, I like to describe the, the fatigue is it's not just like, oh, I feel tired. Mm-mm. The fatigue, Mm-mm. I always like to say it's like back in the college days when, you know, I was up all night partying and drinking and then like trying to get up and, you know, minimal sleep and going to school the next, you know, going to class the next day and, you know, feeling like death warmed over. And it's pretty much like that only with eight or nine or 10 hours of sleep and no partying and no fun. Right. So yeah, that's pretty much what the, uh, the fatigue feels like. So yeah, it's a journey. Here's how I describe it for people. This will really get you. I felt like I was a slug with cotton candy for a brain. Nice. Yep. And I mean, that's an accurate, I don't, I don't, I can't even count how many times like I would be out shopping and driving home because that in the afternoon I would really tank and I spent a lot of time on the couch, but I, I don't know how many times I almost fell asleep driving. It was like all I could do to stay awake. Oh. Yeah, that although I don't want to go back to those days at all. That was just terrible. Yeah. Probably had a lot to do with why that marriage ended too. <laughs> it's not really funny, but you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah. So continue your story. We have oh. obviously have a lot in common. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my goodness. So, um, so rock, so that was rock bottom number one and number two. Mm. And, um, I'm an overachiever. So, you know, mm-hmm. rock bottom number one, wasn't sufficient rock bottom. Number two certainly wasn't sufficient. Oh, so dear. I, yeah, I had to, to go all the way with rock bottom number three. And then that was in 2017 when, um, so my health just kept getting worse and worse, even with, 
going to different endocrinologists, changing medicine, doing all the things. Mm-hmm. And it just kept getting worse. And the fatigue kept getting worse to the point where um, my managers, by I, a new management team come in. And my old management team, like, I mean, I was always a superstar employee and they, they, mm-hmm. they made some minor accommodations. I really did not ask for much. Mm-hmm. Um, just with some work hours and things like that. And so it was minimal flexibility, but it was just the perfect situation. Yeah. And the new managers came in and they're like, yeah, sorry, we don't want you to be sick. So uh, we're going to make your life as miserable as humanly possible. So you'll leave. And um, yeah, that's what they nice. did. Nice. Yeah. They somehow found a way to illegally rescind what's called FMLA, which is the family medical leave act. It's basically by law okay. in the U S um, you have uh if you are sick or you're taking care of a loved one who is sick, you have um, leave. Uh, you can get mm-hmm. unpaid leave. Mm-hmm. It's like 480 hours and okay. it's the law. Somehow they managed to rescind it. So I was pretty much, um, yeah, that was rock bottom number three when I realized I had no choice but to resign. And, you know, I was making really good money. Uh, we live right outside of Washington, D.C., so the cost of okay. living is really high. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for anyone to have their income cut in half overnight without any kind of planning is difficult. Yes. And, you know, especially especially in a high cost of living area, like we just mm-hmm. didn't know what we were going to do. But the first thing I did was just sleep because I couldn't get out of bed. And mm-hmm. I just, my body needed to to rest and to heal. And the second thing I did was to write a book that ended up becoming number one on Amazon. Awesome. And, Good for you. <laughs> and then what's the, third, the name of the book, my dear? Oh, sure. The book is called thriving in the workplace with um, thriving in the workplace with autoimmune disease, mm-hmm. which after it talks a lot about accommodations and after the Rona um, it's not as it's not as, still very relevant. Everything is still accurate and true, mm-hmm. but I'm finding that, you know, companies are a lot more accommodating these days Mm -hmm. after everything we've been through. Right. Um, So, you know, so it was great at the time to have that, uh, you know, to have that resource and that advocacy out there. Um, But then the third thing I did after sleep and writing a bestseller was (laughs) to become a certified natural health coach. Mm -hmm. You know, because I was like, you know what, let's, let's swim upstream and kind of figure out what's going on and what happened and um, yeah. So that's kind of what got me to that place. Wow. Well, I give you a lot of credit for, I mean, that's not easy to do all of that while you're feeling, excuse me, everyone like shit. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, it's hard. I remember, you know, I, I would like lie on the couch, then I'd get up and do some stuff. Then I would have to lie on the couch again. You know, then I get up and do some more. So, but for you with it being an autoimmune, issue, I would think just from my medical background and what I know that having all of those drugs in your system from your cancer, Mm -hmm. um, that that tanked your immune functions. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that's exactly where I went as well. Yeah. Wow. So how are you doing now? Um, it's, it's still a, how do I want to say this? It is still a journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, things are better than they were in 2017, but it is definitely still a journey. And what I, what I found throughout this whole process was as 
I started my company, Pink Fortitude, as I started coaching women, I realized that 70 to 75% of the women who came into my community mm-hmm. said that they either, that either gratitude didn't work mm-hmm. or that they were not worthy of gratitude. Mm. Interesting. And that to me is unacceptable. Well, you know, it's hard from my perspective, it's hard to feel worthy when you, when you're struggling to get through each day. Yes. I mean, I know like I, I will have good days. Actually, it wasn't too long ago. I, I couldn't believe it. I had almost a good week. I was shocked, but the prop, cause usually I have like one good day and then I get a lot done, right? Cause I'm feeling mm-hmm. good because <laughs> you're not going to sit around or lie around, right? When you're feeling good, but then I pay for it right? The next day or so, because I, I, I don't seem to have a lot of reserves. So I kind of use up my, my credit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then, and then I feel crappy and it's, yeah, I can, I can see why it, it would be hard to feel worthy when, I mean, most of us are doers. We like to accomplish things. We like, for me, I like to be of service. I like to be able to uh, accomplish things, help others. Um, and when you're not feeling well, it's difficult. So, yeah. And, and I think, especially as women, I mean, part of our identity is, is that is like, we help people, we help other people work, we're, we're, you know, care, caregivers and caregivers, you know, like we, that's just kind of like, whether it's our our spouse or our partner, our kids, or, Mm -hmm. you know, the neighbors or church or whatever, like we're always giving and doing, and Mm -hmm. it's just so wrapped up in our identity. And when part of that, or all of that is taken away, it's like, okay, what am I left with? Right. Yep. And, and almost like back when, you know, I'm sick and bald and everything during cancer treatment, it's like, okay, my, my hair was taken away. My fertility was taken away. And part of my, my breast was taken away. Right. Mm. And, and Mm -hmm. so kind of redefining, okay, that doesn't make me who I am. Right. And, you know, and, and really starting down that journey as well. And, Mm -hmm. you know, in that inner healing and, you know, and part of that process was um, because of my mom, when I was, or actually, sorry, when she was pregnant with me, mm-hmm. she, the doctors um, diagnosed her with Addison's disease, which is a oh. rare adrenal dysfunction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and back then, this was the early seventies, like back then they really didn't know anything about mm-hmm. it. Right. So they're like, oh, you may not live till 30 and Ooh. you're probably not going to, you know, bring your baby to term. And like all of these things that they told her. And yeah. And you get that set in your mind, whether, right. you know, whether it it's real or not, your, your mindset has a lot to do with whether or not that prediction is going to be fulfilled. Yeah. So she ended up living, she passed in 19. So she lived about mm. 73, 74 years. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and obviously I'm here, but <laughs> she developed this life mantra. And I just remember every single day, she kept saying, it builds fortitude, it builds fortitude, it builds fortitude. Mm -hmm. And I always thought that she meant like the struggles in life because, you know, and I I really didn't pay attention to it when I was a kid. And then as an adult and going through my own health challenges, I was like, oh, that's what she was talking about. The, you know, it builds fortitude. It's like, oh, the, the tough times in life build fortitude. 
And that was part of, you know, I think what got me through all of the, you know, the tough times, rock bottom, number one, number two, and number three. But it wasn't until it was when it was after my mom had passed. And it was when I started really, you know, working with the women in my community and, you know, like it just, everything just kind of came together, realizing that, you know, it's talking about the gratitude and talking about the fortitude. And it came to me that the it that she was referring to when she said it builds, it builds fortitude. It wasn't the tough times that build fortitude. It's gratitude. Mm. And, you know, unfortunately she had already passed when I connected the dots, but looking back at her life and how absolutely grateful she was for every single day, regardless of how she felt. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, kind of the two happening at the same time, I just, I jumped into the science and wanted to learn as much as humanly possible about gratitude. And, you know, and it's one of those things, Janine, it just gets, it just gets thrown around like confetti, right? Like, mm-hmm. like, like the word water, like water, 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 right? It doesn't sound like water anymore. Like gratitude is just one of the words like, oh, I'm grateful. Oh, I made a list of three things. Oh, I said, thank you. You know, or, oh, stay, you know, just stay strong or stay positive or good vibes or, you know, and it just kind of gets thrown around in this place of just, oh, it's just. And the more I dug into the science, I was like, this is like, this is the new superpower, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, once it was kale for a while and then it was butter (laughs) and then like mushrooms. And then I don't know what else, like what else was all of our, the things that we kind of went through. I'm talking like gratitude. It's not just a way to say thank you, or it's not just a list of three things. Like there is some serious, serious, serious things like, like actually good, positive impacts on your health, on your life, on your relationships, like everything. Wow. Okay. Let me just say, I am so glad that we are having this conversation because (laughs) really, because I have never resonated with, you know, oh, you, you know, everything has to be, you have have to have all this tough stuff to build your resilience and, you know, to be appreciative. And I'm like, no, life doesn't have to be difficult. We have difficult times. We have, you know, kind of depending on where planets are, connected to your astrology chart, sometimes that'll trigger things. But in general, life doesn't have to be a big, huge struggle. Yeah. And, and that doesn't have to be the way that we learn. Absolutely. Yeah. So I really like what you have done. And I'm grateful that you, that something triggered this for you to really go down this path, because I I think it's really important. So continue on. Oh, sure. So, um, and, and what I found is that, and I I like to call it the gratitude treadmill and I'm sure like your listeners, you don't even have to have a health challenge. Like we all have challenges in life. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and so many people like over and over and over and over again, this is what I see. So this is probably going to resonate with you if you're listening, like, Okay. Uh, okay. I'm supposed to be grateful. Like, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up. We just had Canadian Thanksgiving, getting ready for American Thanksgiving. Like, okay, I'm just going to be grateful. I'm going to make my list of three things. So, you know, make my list of three things. And then the next day happens and my spouse comes home in a bad mood, which puts me in a bad mood. I'm like, oh, I don't feel like making a list of three things. I'll do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and I had a bad day at work and 
had stuck in traffic on the way home and like, I really don't like, I don't want to make a list of three things. I'm not feeling very grateful. I'm going to do it tomorrow. And then tomorrow you make your list of three things, right? And then the cycle keeps repeating. And then all of a sudden you go a month and you're like, wow, I haven't done my gratitude thing. You see something on TV or like an article or hear someone or like, oh, I should definitely make that list of three things. I'm going to do it tonight or I'm going to do it tomorrow, right? And it's this treadmill, like this cycle just keeps repeating over and over and over again. And it's because so many people, and it's totally like everyone makes this mistake. So if you're listening, you're like, oh, that's me. Like everyone makes this mistake is looking at gratitude as just this thing that you do. Like I am supposed to be grateful. I'm supposed to make this list of three things. And the thing is gratitude isn't a to-do list. It's not something you just say thank you or not something that you just check a box. It's to make gratitude work, like to make it like legit work and transform your entire brain, your entire health, your entire everything. Mm -hmm. It is an inner transformation. Mm. And I teach it from an from a, first of all, from a personalized approach that we all have different personalities. So we should all be approaching gratitude from a completely different perspective to get it to mm -hmm. stick. I like to call Excellent. it sticky, yeah. sticky, sticky gratitude, like taffy, mm -hmm. but also from an inside out approach. And, you know, I like to say, I like to flip gratitude upside down because the old way of this list of three things is not working for so many people. So it's time to do it in a way that is going to stick and is going to make profound impacts on your health. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's go. I'm going to go personal here. So okay. I, I can easily, and I do when I'm feeling down, I'll go, okay, I'm grateful that I don't live in the city, <laughs> especially right now, yep. you know, that, and I'm grateful for my chickens. I have a, my little chicken is sitting here with me. I have one that likes to come in the house. Um, I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for my dog and my animals. I'm grateful for a loving husband who, you know, really cares and supports me. And I feel that, mm -hmm. but absolutely doesn't really, doesn't really do it. I mean, yep. it's not changing anything. I don't think so. Maybe I, I just thought maybe a personal um, example, and then you can yep. say, you know, like, okay, so what does, cause uh, a little interview topic thing was here is three things grateful warriors do differently. So <laughs> I, so what do I need to do differently? <laughs> so let's, can we get into the science first? Sure. Oh, absolutely. So, Please. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Just cause I think so many people hear the word and they think it, they, they think about it in this like kind of airy fairyland, like, oh, it's gratitude. It's all woo woo. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, and it's actually science backed. Um, awesome. And so uh, just a few, and these are all different studies just kind of combined in uh, several bullet points, but yes, um, please. gratitude is scientifically proven to help you to have um, studies have done 20% more energy, which hello. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I'm all for that one. Mm, yeah. improve, the, <laughs> improve the quality of your relationships. Mm -hmm. um, there was a study that uh, the people exercised 33% more who were grateful. Oh, I need that. <laughs> yes. 10% fewer stress-related illnesses. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 16% less depressed. Hmm. Uh, sleep better. Mm-hmm. 23% less stressed. Mm-hmm. And uh, increased mental strength, which is what I like to call fortitude. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there is a lot of, and we, you know, we were talking about the depression and just take some, you know, antidepressants or anti-anxiety medicine. So let's say, let's say 10%. All right. Mm -hmm. Let's say, um, so what's, what is there? 24. 
so okay so 24 hours my so, so we're sleeping we're awake what 15 hours a day give or mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. give or take a little few more yeah. so 15 hours so 16 hours let's say so okay. 10% is what like two hours give or take of your waking hours uh, I think I'm not that great think, at math that, uh, right now. I'm not either, but go ahead. It, it'll yeah, be fun. So we'll, we'll go, with, we'll go with it. We'll go with it. Um, but yeah, so I had done the math before I was like, I was like, I remember it was like two hours a day. And now I'm like trying to do the math in my head and I'm like, yeah, it's not working. But anyway, <laughs> the result is it's about two hours a day. Okay. That you would feel either less sad or less depressed. And that's only at 10%. That's not even at 16%. Mm-hmm. I was like, what would that feel like if you actually were at a level where you were feeling sad or bluesy or depressed, or especially, you know, for those of us in the colder climates coming into the winter, Mm -hmm. what would two, what would two hours a day of actually feeling happier and not sad look like, like just that Mm -hmm. in and of itself, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. just that, if you look at just that, like that, I mean, gratitude, it will literally change your life. This is awesome. I mean, even if that's all you got was all I, you know, I, yeah. all, but two hours a day of feeling better, I'll take it. Oh yeah. I, and I think anybody would take that. Oh you know? yeah. And I would think that it would actually, it, I, I'm assuming that as you continue, um, that it would actually increase. Yes. yes? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It will totally rewire your brain. Like Hmm. And I can give you the story here in a minute, but yeah, it it will totally rewire your brain. You will say and do things that you're like, whoa, who is that person? (laughs) But in a good way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, but you had asked about the three things that grateful warriors do differently. And um, I like, so Kenny Rogers, like aside, like, I I, I like the Bible. Aside from the Bible, Kenny Rogers has the best life advice ever. Mm-hmm. No one to hold them, no one to fold them, no one to walk away, no one to run. <laughs> yep, that's right? a great song. Mm-hmm. Best song. Um, but that's it's a level of discernment. It's the ability to take a step back, to have the space, to say yes to the things that light me up, to say no to the things that don't, and to let go of the things that are an absolute no. Mm-hmm. You sound like a human design generator. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's what, in fact, it's interesting because the, the person that I just went down to Spokane with is a, she's becoming a real expert in human design. She's mm-hmm. really, really good. And we were talking about generators and, and uh, open, uh, I think it was, it was a spleen and how you have to, it's something's got to light you up, you know, mm-hmm. for your yes, for your yes to come in. Right. And if it doesn't light you up, you shouldn't be doing it. Yeah. So it's funny that, you know, she just I'm, left like two hours yes, ago Jenny. and we're talking about this. <laughs> I'm actually a Manny Jenny or Manny Jenny, man, Jen, Oh, manifesting generator. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, aren't you lucky? I think manifesting <laughs> generators is probably the best, the best one. If you uh, handle it correctly, it's really, yeah. I mean, you, you can, wow, you can accomplish so much, which obviously you have. So I'm not surprised. I always thought I was like a walking contradiction my entire life. And I was like, as soon as I figured that out, I was like, oh, that's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Human design really can help you to understand yourself oh, and, yeah. and others. Mm-hmm. And, and when you when you understand like how why others are behaving the way they are because of their design, then you can tailor how you interact so that it works. It's just it really is an amazing system. I used to call it because I did human design for uh, quite a few years. Um 
you know, part of my path, but I used to call it astrology on steroids just because I didn't know mm. any other way to, to talk about it. But yeah, yeah, it's a pretty cool system. Yeah. So, all right. So the second and third, they are leaders in their own life. Like they actually take responsibility. Mm-hmm. Right. And, mm-hmm. and, and I'm not saying that in a flippant way, like it's hard to be in that place it doesn't have to be a health challenge. It could be any challenge. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be in that place where something has happened and you're in the woe is me, boohoo, like this, mm-hmm. my life really sucks right now mm-hmm. to say, you know what, what did I do to get myself here? And some mm-hmm. things are totally beyond your control. Absolutely. Right. But there's a lot that you're like, mm, maybe I made some decisions, Right maybe how did I contribute? <laughs> yeah. Maybe those six, six cans of Coca-Cola that I drank almost my entire life probably weren't good for me. Maybe that high stress management job probably wasn't good for me. You know, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe all of the, uh, you know, the, the, the toxins and, you know, the sprays and everything in my house or, uh, you know, all the sugar and, you know, pizzas and yeah, maybe not so good for me. So, yeah, so they are leaders in their own life. And then uh, number three is that they don't let external influences affect their moods. Mm-hmm. And that is important because I can't tell you how much I hear over and over again, and especially, especially the last couple of years, how many people are literally a minute or a second away from just being triggered by anyone or anything. Mm -hmm. And our stress level is at that point where it's just, it doesn't take much. And then we just come completely unglued and to be in that place, like gratitude will put you in that place of fortitude of that mental strength where you're the oak tree, right? You've, you've got those solid roots. You're the oak tree and it doesn't matter what happens that, you know, someone can come home in a bad mood or, you know, bad day at work or whatever. And you're like, you can be in the fields. It's not about ignoring the fields, still be in the fields. Right. But it's, it's about being in that place where you're like, you know what, this is an opportunity. I'm, I'm, I, I feel calm and balanced and centered, even with all of the chaos going on around my life. Mm-hmm. Are we having a personal conversation or a podcast? Conversation? <laughs> because I used to be the oak tree. And now what you're describing is where I I've been in the last couple of years. And I'm really am working on changing that, but I, I haven't had, honestly, I'm being very transparent here. Um, I haven't been having very good luck. Yeah. This is fascinating. Yeah. And, and you were talking about, um, you know, kind of the, the human design. Mm-hmm. I actually teach a um, personalized approach to gratitude because, and I do it from a transformative perspective, but not everyone is a list maker, right? Right. And mm-hmm. when you look at, when you look, and we go back to the list, right? You look at the list of three things. Like if you approach gratitude as a to-do list, I mean, you might be grateful in the moment, but it's not something that's going to stick. It's not something that's going to transform your Mm -hmm. life, right? You got to start somewhere. It's where I started. It's where most people start, but it's, it's looking at gratitude practices, um, not just from an inside out approach, but also from a personality based approach, because, you know, if you're someone who is, you know, super, um, you know, the, the overachiever, right. The like super driver, you're probably going to want to approach gratitude from a different place than someone who might be the list maker or someone who is more heart centered 
mm-hmm. or someone who is kind of the life of the party, right? Mm-hmm. And we all have, you know, we all have bits and pieces of those personas, but we're all going to be stronger in one area. And to really understand gratitude from that perspective of there are ways that I can custom tailor my gratitude practice that really reflect my personality and get me, you know, actually lit up about gratitude, you know, as we do that inside out approach. Um, Yeah, it's, it's based off of the disc personality uh, by Dr. Robert Rome. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Mm, mm -mm. So yeah, so it's kind of fun. And yeah. So I'm wondering what uh, just occurred to me, Holly, does, um, you know, whether you're a visual person or auditory or auditory digital, or whether you're, uh, you know, tactile, does that enter into like how uh, an approach would be personalized? So I don't have, I don't do that per se, but I do do it, right? Okay. So Mm -hmm. when, when we go through kind of that transformational approach, we look at it from an emotional perspective. We do a lot of, um, you know, kind of visualization. We do a lot of writing and journaling, right? Mm-hmm. So there's, we do kind of incorporate a lot of different, um, a lot of the different senses into it as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, because I know, you know, some people are definitely more visual. They really have to see something yeah. in order to get it. Other people, they just need to hear it and that, you know, that does it for them. So yeah. Um, you know, kind of different ways of learning. And um, like I used to, I'd get directions, like be driving, you know, I'm getting lost. I get directions from so I go, oh, I go, okay, I got it. And then I get going and I've lost it. So somebody told me you have to visualize the directions while mm. you're repeating them or what, and that worked. I just, I had to add the visualization part. Yeah. I do that with names too. When somebody introduces themselves, I'm t- okay. I'm gonna. I'm saying your name. I'm seeing you. I'm you know try, trying to get all the senses in there, and then I can yeah. remember their name. Okay. So so how does your how, how do you work with people? How how does this all? So we've got lots of information here. Now let's let's pull this together. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so what, so I have a coaching program and then a training course and a podcast. So there's different ways that I, um, you know, that I work with, with mm-hmm. people, obviously the, the gratitude builds fortitude podcast is you know free for everyone you can mm-hmm. listen on whatever the, the platform, but I have, I actually have a quiz if someone's interested in getting started. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you have the, the link in the show notes, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. That, um, personalized for your customized for your listeners. Um, but really what I do is I take, I take women on a journey because everyone's going to be a little bit different, but the process is still the same. Okay. And really looking at that place of, you know, what is your North star? Mm. And I think it's important to understand when so many things have been taken away from you that you really focus on, okay, what, what is my why? And, um, you know, for an example, one of my clients, um, is, uh, stage four. Uh, and she actually, we had our, um, when, when she was a client of mine, we had our coaching calls when she was going through chemo. Oh, wow. And Mm -hmm. yeah, so we, we did a lot of gratitude when she was going through chemo. Um, but yeah, stage four, like her, why is keeping her alive? Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. When, when, when it's, when it's in that severe of a state, um, and I guarantee you that she will live longer with that why than 
without it. So, um, yes. you know, yes. so the, the mm -hmm. very first thing we do is, is to, to really, you know, look at the why, but then going through that place of, um, and I, I like to, can I get kind of gross? Oh, sure. Okay? Oh yeah, okay. absolutely. <laughs> so the next process is kind of like removing the sludge and it's, it's really going deep into the emotional component. Mm -hmm because it's, it's like, we're coming into this again, regardless of, of what challenge is going on in life, those challenges cause your body to be a little sludgy. And it's like a, it's like a clogged sink. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, you wake up in the morning, your sink is clogged and you're trying to brush your teeth. So you're brushing your teeth and you run a little water. So, you know, the water fills up in the sink really quickly. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you spit. So you've got toothpaste spit all over the sink, like all mm -hmm. over the water. <laughs> and then there's usually a few pieces of last night's dinner that come out, you know, and then, you know, usually a piece of sludge from the pipes that, that pop up. <laughs> so there's like a little sludgy party going on in that water, mm -hmm. but like, who wants to wake up to that? Mm -mm. Right. That's really yep. gross. Yep. And that's kind of like, that's kind of like when you put gratitude on top of these, this emotional state that's full of stress and negativity, that's, that's kind of what happens. And it's, it's really gross, but I know it's a visual that will stick with, with, that'll stick with it everyone. Works. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so that next process is removing that sludge mm -hmm. so that gratitude can stick. Mm-hmm. And then we go from that to a process of kind of almost like a ripple effect, right? Like we do the inner work first mm -hmm. and then we start working outward and then start building that fortitude, that mental strength and, um, you know, to, to eventually become the great, the, the grateful warrior. And it's just, it's such a fun process to, to watch because, Again, gratitude. So many people just think, oh, it's a gratitude. Oh, I'm going to say thank you. Oh, I'm going to make this of three things. Like it's an oh, just kind of word, but it is so powerful, some of the results. Mm -hmm. I can imagine. Can you, Holly, can you share with us a little bit about how, uh, how you help people get rid of the sludge? <laughs> <laughs> uh, lots of hours. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's just a lot of inner reflection. It's a lot of journaling. It's a lot okay. of, um, kind of, and, and really from a coaching perspective, like therapists typically look back, coaches typically look forward, but you, you still have to mm -hmm. go back. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. so many of, so many of my clients, they they're stuck in their story Yes, and, and, and that's okay. It's, it's not their fault, but whether, you know, whatever challenge they're going through, that is their new identity and that is their story. And to be able to start little by little by little, making that story smaller and smaller and smaller mm -hmm. and making their goals and their dreams and their, the, the life that they actually really want bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it is a, it is, it is a process. It definitely does not happen overnight. It's, right. it's the, it is the long game. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, here's the thing, like it doesn't getting to that place doesn't happen overnight. Typically it's mm -hmm. typically months or even years of, you know, disease or trauma or, you know, whatever the case may be. So it's not going to go away overnight, but it will go away over time. Mm -hmm. You know, this, 
this strikes me as something that would work well in a like a, a groups a zoom group situation yep yep i do group as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because i would imagine that the, the processes that you do are, are even though it's personalized they're similar mm-hmm. yes. uh, for everyone and uh, i think that each participant would learn a lot from each other yes absolutely mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and when how does that work when you do that is it a, a weekly kind of thing or how, how do you how do you do that yeah i have actually um so i've got one group program now another one i'm starting in uh january but yeah it's a weekly mm-hmm. so once a week for how long uh for well, the group program that i have right now is once a week for four weeks okay yeah okay so it's just enough to get them started and then uh we're going to do more of a longer term group uh coaching starting in january mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Okay. So as long as we're talking about that, Holly, why don't you talk about what your offerings are and, and oh, how, yeah. how people can connect with you? Oh yeah, absolutely. So um, I actually created a uh, customized page for your listeners at pinkfortitude.com slash Janine, lower letters, lowercase letters, J-A-N-E-A-N. And I know you're going to put the, the link in the show notes as well. Absolutely. Um, and then also the, uh, the Gratitude Builds Fortitude podcast mm-hmm. is, uh, I think we're about 36 episodes in, give or take. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's a lot of fun, a lot of flipping gratitude upside down, a lot of like, you. And I've had so many people say like, you know, I kind of start listening to the podcast and, you know, by the end of it, it's like, wow, I'm thinking totally different about this now. So um, awesome. yeah, so I love cartwheels. I don't really do them anymore now that I'm 51. <laughs> But it's it's kind of like a, a kind of like a cartwheel every <laughs> every week, and then uh, and I hang out on Instagram as well. Aha! Uh-huh. Oh, that sounds like fun. Okay, yeah. so we've got your uh, what's your website then? Did you say? Oh, it's uh, fortitude.academy. Oh, good. I well, at least I'm not losing my mind there. You yep, didn't say. Okay. I thought, did I not hear that? <laughs> Okay. So yes, links and links for everything will be in the show notes. And if you're, if you're listening on BitChute or Rumble, they will be there too. So you don't have to go to the uh, website. Yeah. Can I, do we still have time? Can I tell a fun fun story? Absolutely. Please do. So this is a a personal story. Um, And I was knee deep in my gratitude practice and the science and just really, you know, kind of my own journey before I brought it to my students. And and clients. And my husband and I were traveling out West. We did a a road trip out West and back and we're coming back. We had been traveling for like 12 hours and I called the hotel. Mm -hmm. It's the middle of summer. It's like 90 degrees outside. We're in the middle of, I think, Kansas or something. (laughs) And, um, and so I called the hotel. They're like, yeah, yeah, we've got a room. And so we get there, we ended up waiting. I mean, it's like seven o'clock at night. We've been traveling all day, just Mm. hot, sticky, smelly, gross. (laughs) And so we're standing in line, wait like 15 minutes. And the manager was like, I'm so sorry. Like there was mutiny today, you know, whatever. So he's having a bad day. And he's like, your room isn't quite ready. Just give me another couple of minutes. So he disappears and comes back and he's like, okay, your room is ready, but the air condition isn't working. Oh God. So we're like, is there another room? He's like, no, no, no. That's the only room we have. And we're like, okay, well, I mean, to get back on the road, it was another hour to find a hotel. We're like, okay, we're done. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. So we go into the room and the air, it wasn't just the air conditioner was broken. It was like slosh, slosh, slosh. Like the floor was oh. so oh, wet. God. It was disgusting. <laughs> I don't even, 
I don't even, I was like, la, 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 I'm not thinking about mold, la, 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 right? And so oh. I were like, okay, let's, you know, like jump in the shower, no towels. Jeez, <laughs> what a nightmare. <laughs> so I, okay, I've got red hair and I may have been known to have a little bit of a fiery temper at times, <laughs> just saying. So my husband decides to follow me down to the front desk because he's like, okay, this is like a level of just kind of things just really suck right now. And I'm tired and I'm hangry. And this is just entertainment because I can't wait to see my wife go full on exorcist, right? On this poor guy. <laughs> so he's just following me down. Like he's got, you know, the, 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 the invisible bowl of popcorn, right? <laughs> so we go down and. So I was like, okay, do you have any towels? And he's like, oh, no, they're all in the, in the, the wash. I was like, really? It's like, not even like in the pool. And I look in the pool, like no towels, like, man, really? So he's like, and he goes back, he gets out this little washcloth. He's like, this is all I have. He goes, it's going to be about an hour before we have towels. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be sound asleep by then. I'm like, we will figure it out. So I was like, you know what? Thank you so much. We appreciate a roof over our heads and I hope your night gets better. And I hope your day tomorrow is a lot better. And I turned around and I walked away and I was like, what, what, who was that? <laughs> wait, wait, what, what, what words just came out of your mouth? Right? Like wow. who yeah. was that? Mm -hmm. And yeah, that, that's the power of gratitude. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. It's, it's not an on off switch. But at mm -hmm. some point, things just start happening differently in your life. And that is when gratitude becomes your new superhero, your new superpower strength. But here's, here's the thing, Janine. Here's where it wasn't just me being grateful, all right? It was having a long night and being exhausted and not being amped up with, with coming unglued, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We could just go back to the room and go to sleep and just pass out. Right. So I wasn't amped up. My husband wasn't amped up. We were just like, okay, whatever. We're just going to go back and, you know, pass out. So number one, I actually got a good night's sleep. Number two, mm -hmm. the manager for that first time, that entire day had someone be kind to him mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. who really had no reason to be kind to him. And so now that manager received that kindness and is able to turn around and give that kindness to the next person that's coming into less than stellar situation in the hotel. Absolutely. Yeah. That right there is the power of gratitude. Mm -hmm. I find that showing some empathy and kindness goes a long way. And yes, people, most people, I, I won't say everyone anymore, but most people are doing the best they can. Yes. And, you know, and to show some, a little compassion and kindness they just, the other person is so grateful. It, it's, it's an opportunity for you to give, give them, a, them an opportunity to be grateful because yeah. Yeah. it, it really goes a long way. I, I mean, and a lot of people, you know, if you stomp on them, they're just like, they're just the message bearer, right? They yeah. don't have any, yeah. any control over what's happened and to give them a hard time and be angry at them is so unfair. And, uh, I know I, I just kind of automatically do that. That's just sort of the way I am. And, and people are like, oh, you know, thank you. I'm so glad you understand. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Why give people 
an even worse day than they're already having. Right, right. So it sounds like because you, when you went down to the, um, to the, the front desk that you weren't planning on responding that way. I wasn't planning on and Yeah. I wasn't planning on being mean. I wasn't planning on being grateful. I was just like, let's go down and get some towels, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but it sounds like it wasn't your plan on how to respond that it really was a, a rewiring of your brain. Absolutely. Which is cool. Absolutely. Wow. Well, that's a great example because that sounds awful. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Especially when you're really tired and exhausted. And yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, that was, a, I guess that was your, uh, your final exam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Holly, this has really been a fun conversation. I've, I've enjoyed it so much. Yes, um, likewise. Thank <laughs> you so much. Yeah. Is there anything that you haven't said that you would like to like to share? No, I mean, I think we covered so much and I really appreciate being on this show and just, you know, if you are listening and you're still a little like, oh, I don't know about this gratitude thing, or, you know, maybe thinking it isn't for me or I've tried it before, just just give it a chance, you know, Mm -hmm. flip it upside down, look at it a little differently. You are worthy. You are deserving 8 billion people on this planet and you are deserving of gratitude. So. Mm -hmm. Yes. I think that's wise words and really what can you lose? Right. (laughs) I mean, seriously. (laughs) Oh, that's great. Well, thank you so much, Holly. This has been a lot of fun. And um, I I really do hope, and and I'm so grateful. I, when you sent that, what should we call it a webpage? Yeah, sure. Uh, Okay. A webpage for the listeners. I looked at it and I was like, oh my God, this is just beautiful. And what a nice, a nice little gift to the listeners. So please everyone be sure to check it out. It's, it's really cute. There's a little, a little, is it a gif or a little video of Mm -hmm. Holly, of Holly dancing around in gratitude? I mean, you want to go there just for that, if nothing else. (laughs) My number one life rule is anytime I hear the song September by Earth, Wind and Fire that I stop everything that I'm doing and dance. Awesome. Awesome. I know there are a lot of things that when they come on, I'm like, oh, I've got to (laughs) turn the radio up and I've got to move around. Maybe it goes back to my uh, days of being a ballroom dance instructor. Probably (laughs) probably nobody here knows that. That was a long time ago. One of of my previous lifetimes. (laughs) I've had many. Okay, so thank you so much. And I hope everyone enjoyed this as much as I did. And, um, you know, this is it. Her work is so empowering that I really hope that you share this conversation with your friends and your family, because not only is it uplifting and inspiring, and she's got so much knowledge and there are things that, you know, these last two and a half years have been tough for everyone on different levels, but it, it really, has been, I think, more of a challenge to be grateful to be here on planet Earth, on on our dear mother Gaia, and things have been difficult. So being able to show a little gratitude and have it actually help to change you to be just in a state of gratitude uh, 
well, if it's just for two hours of the day, great, and feel better. So yes, please check out Holly's webpage. There's a link there for it. And please share this inspiring conversation. And remember, if you prefer, we have BitChute and Rumble where you can watch the video slideshow and at realjanine.com. You can either listen from there or you can download this conversation to listen when you're out of internet service. So thank you so much, everyone. Please remember, share the love. Until next time, take care and 